0: Yo, what is on Apple TV? Like, I've seen two shows that I liked, and the rest of it, Baron land. land. So the 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 dude that's uh uh he's uh, uh a football coach, but like the real football, like soccer. He goes from coaching football to coaching soccer uh, over in England, and I'm not gonna lie, is that is actually pretty good. Really? So there's three shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like Apple TV is one of those things, like, I don't know, maybe you bought a phone or you got an iPad or you got a watch and they gave it to you for six months and you better get it in while you can because you're not going to want that after, you know. No, nah, Apple might mine's cut, coming Apple, up. Uh, Apple might cut a deal. Oh, again, let me preface this what we say all the time. Apple, we're, we're game. We can be bought. So, you know, I'll yeah. turn around right now and be like, dog, TV is hands down the best television out, mm-hmm. just, just in general. But no, no. You could find In My Humble Opinion exclusively. <laughs> <laughs> I would do it. I would do it in a second. If they I would do out, it too. They're like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. We're on out. I would go to, uh, I would be on the, what's it, Epics? Would you do, <laughs> you uh, do you that? Know what, you know what's wild? Because we were talking about Epics. Uh, Cause I w- I was telling you that uh because we talked about like the Joe Budden podcast and Kev on stage and this is besides the controversy, Rich, all the stuff coming out about Joe Budden is it's not hilarious. a surprise. It's yeah, not it's a surprise hilarious. at all. Dude, he can rap, but he's also kind of trash. But yeah. um I said it's a lot for me to pay for a service. Like I pay like twelve ninety nine for Netflix. So paying like ten dollars for one show that's a big thing for me if i was gonna do it and i probably want i mean i pay epics five dollars a month for godfather harlem and i cancel epics like as the season finale credits are rolling like as soon i was like as soon as he come open up my window i'll be like up and we're done yeah <laughs> I, was I like, that's it. it and then I wait for them to start advertising again and I get Epic. so if I'm not paying more than $10 for epics and to me I don't know what else is on epics I have no yeah. idea I've never I've never looked epics to yeah, me Ep- is a one I don't know I don't know I just get it off of YouTube TV that's yeah, it we got YouTube TV so very easy there. cancellation very yeah. easy cancellation so yeah you need to you know godfather of harlem is rolling right now too and uh it's great but i do be keeping an eye out because i'm like oh this is definitely getting canceled epics ain't making it to the summer probably not it's gonna get canceled but godfather of harlem if you guys haven't watched it it's a good black show because black and lovely is ever ever i stay used and down to my socks oh no i know what's them It's the boys from in my humble opinion yes that's us we are here we want to thank you guys for staying in, or listening to us while you're on your walk, while you're in the gym, like whatever you're doing, while you're on your drive, because most of y'all listen to us in the car. You know, it's it's another good thing because once again, I am your host, Avery Zadius, also known as Vince McBans, also known as Carl. I used to be Carlton Banks, but I still am. You know what it means. Uh, you can find me at Avery Zadius on all socials. Um, you can find me at Vince McBands on all socials as well. That's Vince, M-C-B-A-N-B-Z. Where does that come from? I like wrestling. Vince McMan, Vince McBand's. Very simple. People will be like, oh, my God, I didn't get that. Uh, you can find my brother. He's our co-host, Jess Devon. That's me. Just, that's it. It's just Devon. That's it. You can find me on all social platforms. It's either Jess Devon or D.R. Douglas. I, you know, that's it introduced himself you can find him on all social platforms as far as dr dougley you can find him on instagram as dr dougley and just on twitter he's one of the greatest writers i've ever met in my life i keep saying that he's going to write the next bible the bible part two jesus Return. um but and i wanted to make sure (laughs) you know he returned in the first bible right well this is the 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 return of the return Oh, okay, okay. I'm just yeah, letting, this is letting you know that Return of the Mac. Spoiler, I know. Spoiler alert! <laughs> he comes back. Revelation? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and you know, this is the return of the return after he returned already, but he's gonna come back. Another he never spoiler does, alert! When he comes back, it's not supposed to be good. It's not, and you're gonna write about it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right. You're all gonna right. get the. You're gonna be the one that writes about no, it. Don't put you that know on me We here. can consult you know who we can consult about brokering that deal? Our manager, we don't have one. I just (laughs) needed a segue to get there. But (laughs) no, to be honest, many people tell me and my brother, like we're in the industry and we talk about like all the other stuff about, we're like, no, we're industry adjacent. But uh, that's only on the basis because we're not really, you know, technically performers, but people are right. You know, hip hop is multifaceted and includes not only artists, but lawyers, designers, hairdressers, runners, weedmen those other guys that do all the other stuff, we will not have to talk about. But many people behind the scenes are making your local favorite rappers into industry icons. Well, how do you do that? Well, one of the most important pieces on the, the chessboard that we call entertainment is the manager. I'm sorry about that phone. Uh, the manager is responsible for keeping organized. On- and excelling now that brings us to our guest today all right we have a manager for one of the most popular rappers one of the most popular rappers period upcoming to the nation but if you know you know do man dine all right the manager for him right now he um actually is unapologetic astros fan you'll see uh also doing big things with south by southwest which we'll get to specifically uh and also one of the things that i really liked about reading his tweets is he's a future fan and i love future fans okay ladies and gentlemen welcome to in my humble opinion brian hobbs, happening, hobbs.
1: y'all appreciate
0: y'all having me right, well, we, we appreciate you coming on yeah man Man, I am going to say, uh, and he already introduced you as uh, a manager for uh Dome Man. And uh, one, Doman Man has been on the show. Uh, mm-hmm. He was uh, one of our earlier guests. We... Saw y'all. We saw him perform at what was that place? Super Happy Fun. That yes, yeah. We saw him perform there, and he hopped off stage, and y'all were walking out, and we was like, "Hey, that was a great show." We got a podcast. Y'all were like, "Here's our information. (laughs) We will definitely come on," and y'all did.
1: And then
0: months later. We ran into you at the South by South. I didn't even know you were doing something yep. by South by Southwest. And we're talking yep. to Amy, Amy from Bounce and Turn. Amy is great. And she yep, was yep. like, oh, yeah, there's uh, Hobbs. He does the stuff for South by Southwest. I was like, that's dope, Man's manager. She goes, yeah, he does that too. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> we're like, oh, oh, okay, okay, that's great. Yeah. And it's like we exchanged info, and it's it's easy to reach out and tweet. I appreciate uh, you guys just being open, you coming on the show and uh dome man coming on the show. So this is yeah, great. hell
1: yeah. Nah, of course, shit. We appreciate y'all having
0: me. man. Uh we'll start off first with uh before we even get to the dome man stuff, because the a, a big thing, uh watching you talk about South by Southwest, the ups and mm. the ups and downs, how do you get even connected with that organization? You know what? I'm backing that up. But were you all? Was this your plan already? What, what? What? When you were coming up, was your plan to be like, I want to work in entertainment or media and like a South by Southwest?
1: Man, kind of like I
0: always knew that music was where I was going to end up.
1: Um, I didn't know how I was going to get there, but I just knew that that's what I loved, and I have absolutely zero musical capabilities myself. I can't. Sing, dance, rap, write music, play instruments, none of that. So I always knew that I had to, I had to do something else. And uh, whenever blog sites were really popping, you know, the, I was always like the music guy for my friends. I was always getting music early and you know, making mixtapes and stuff like that. Just always keeping my friends up to date with all the new stuff. And uh, nobody was really doing that for Texas. So I was just like, shit, I'm going to figure out how to make a website and I'm going to start a blog for breaking Texas music and be the person that can premiere music for Texas artists. And I literally went and bought a, a how to build a WordPress site for dummies book and read it and built a site it was called the fix.com and just started going from there and just sharing music that I liked. And, Started getting some, you know, a lot of support from especially Texas artists, but really all over the South, too. But, you know, my, my main focus was Texas. And, you know, that was kind of how I got my foot in the door. Started doing shows in, uh, in Austin and San Antonio with my partners that uh, they were doing the fix with me. And from there, there was an opening at South by Southwest. And, you know, I saw that door open and I went and ran through it.
0: And and the South by Southwest thing is big because you're like the guy. Like even when they are announcing, it, it's like yo, if you're if you're trying to do hip hop or or any of that type of music at South by Southwest, he's the person you need to talk to. And then immediately, everybody in the room tried to walk up to you at the same time. So right. so I mean, uh, uh, talk about your position at South by Southwest. Like what does that entail?
1: So when I first started at South by Southwest, my position was just music festival programmer. So I was tasked with booking all of the, the hip hop showcases. And I mean, at the time I started, it was the end of 2012 going into the 2013 festival. And uh, Matt Gonzala had had the job before me for, you know, probably 10 years or so. I don't know the exact amount, but Matt worked his ass off and he didn't get near the support as far as the hip-hop stuff goes that I did once I got there. So Matt really, like, kicked down the door and, and built that foundation. And when he left, you know, I slid right in because I was doing shows, and I, I knew everybody I needed to know to make that, you know, to be able to just pick up where he left off. And, you know, hopefully in people's eyes, you know, I'd, I at least, you know, kept it going from what he had built, you know, if not elevated in, in some sort of way. But uh, you know, now I've gone from just programming hip hop to I still program all of the hip hop. But um, my official title is uh, music festival programming manager. So I gotta work with everybody else in the music department to make sure that you know they're booking you know the the best type shows that they possibly can. We gotta keep everybody happy. We gotta keep the industry happy, the media happy, the artists happy the fans happy, everybody. So, you know, we gotta you know, and we've we've had, you know, a couple unfortunately, you know, with the pandemic not being able to do the festival in twenty twenty. And then we did a virtual festival in twenty twenty one. So there's gonna be a lot of a lot of eyes on us and a lot of people ready to come back for twenty twenty two. So you know we're we're already preparing for that this now let us, let,
0: let's talk about I mean the day I always tell people, uh, especially in Texas, and I know here in Houston, nobody really, there were a couple of events that made people take COVID seriously. One, it was the canceling of that basketball game right as it was starting. Like when the NBA canceled, people were like, huh. But the wild thing in Houston, they were like, but the rodeo's still on. So I don't think this is that serious. And then South by Southwest canceled. And that was just like a while. Everybody was like, oh, wait, I think it's serious now because nobody would cancel this. And then the rodeo canceled almost right after. Uh, What was it like getting those calls and being like uh, almost what seems like the impossible? We're not doing South by Southwest this year.
1: Man, it was crazy. You know, a couple weeks leading up to it, Uh, A lot of the international acts started pulling out. And then we had showcase presenters that were pulling out. And then all of a sudden the booking agencies and the record labels were suspending staff travel. And it was like, Oh man, this is getting, is getting kind of shaky over here. And then, you know, we, we at South by Southwest didn't make that decision to cancel. It was the city of Austin. So I'm sitting there, in my GM's office with him and we're watching the press conference as it happened and like, yeah, we had, you know, somewhat of an idea of what was going on but, you know, when the when the mayor said we're canceling South by Southwest, that's like, we learned that it was for sure canceled at the same time that everybody else did. So then immediately it's just email, text, calls, just boom, 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 all in a row and it's like, I don't have any answers for y'all. I just found out at the same time that y'all did. Yeah, was, uh, I mean and, it was it was an exhausting day that day. It was it was crazy.
0: And you know the interesting thing I always see about y'all, uh, just talking from people that run your concert, listening to you speak at that conference, uh, and uh, I, the mixer or the meeting that we were at. And South by Southwest yeah. is really good about having these interest meetings throughout the year. Uh I always hear this we're planning the next south by southwest the day south by southwest ends like we're already planning it into the future it's already we've already been planning it and so right. what was that like now as you guys you know during covid that happens what were your first thoughts in terms of scrambling to do anything uh initially
1: we we really just didn't we had no idea what was going to happen so for months after the festival ended you know nobody knew and i mean even as of today like i still don't think even the, the cdc doesn't even know what the hell's going on you know? <laughs> true. one day it's mass the next day it's no masks. you know one vaccine sucks the other two are great like nobody really knows like everybody from you know the highest position to you know the somebody with no position nobody knows what's going on so For us at South by, you know, we're watching the news. We're trying to figure out, like, could we possibly do a summer festival and just have, like, a a smaller-scale festival in the summer and then be back, you know, 2021 full force in March. And then, you know, summer rolled along, and we was like, well, shit, there ain't no chance to do anything now. And then the longer that went on, it was like, well, shit, we have to make make this call. And it was, like, right after they made – the call that like, okay, we're going virtual, full speed ahead, virtual festival in March. I remember Rolling Loud put May dates up like right around that same time. And I was like, yo, we're going to be like the last virtual thing that anybody does. Like, I can't believe this. And then I'm going to have to wait a whole not- But then, you know, numbers spiked back up and, you know, around Christmas time. And it did, it, it, like, we didn't look crazy for doing a virtual festival because nothing was going on yet in yeah. March. I mean, besides clubs in Atlanta and clubs in Houston, nothing else was going on <laughs> anywhere.
0: Don't talk about yeah. us. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. Uh, we had one friend yeah. that came down and visited from New York and he was like, I mean, I saw, he goes, I don't think y'all understand like other places that it's different than what y'all are going through. Like you go play, like yeah. everything is shut down everywhere else. Houston, Miami, and Atlanta. Y'all are yeah, wide I
1: forgot, I forgot Miami. They were out there. Yeah. Sure.
0: <laughs> and I felt like I told him, I was like, Doc, I think we tried. Like, I think for like one weekend, we were like, hey, lockdown. And then people are like, <laughs> ah, but what if I want to eat? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, that was the end of that. Yeah, one weekend. How'd you feel about the uh, virtual festival?
1: Man, it was cool. Um, It was a completely different experience from anything I've ever done. Uh, when it was over with, I was very glad that we did it. We had to do something. We couldn't have, you know, two straight years with no presence. But I'm very much looking forward to getting back to, you know, re- quote-unquote regular shows. Like, I, I would much rather be doing that. than you, know, you can't... And we didn't try to replace the feeling of a concert with these showcases like a lot of shows we told the the presenters like yo don't don't do it at a a regular music venue go do it somewhere else like do something super creative that you couldn't normally do like we didn't really want it to feel like you're sitting at home trying to recreate a concert because you can't do it no matter how and i've seen some really good at-home concerts during the pandemic and even the you know the best the best things that I saw I never recreated feeling like I was at a show like it's it, just no way to do it so you know
0: yeah I think about it uh, I feel
1: like it was a replacement in any way but I'm very happy that we did and I think, I think it, it turned out really well
0: it did it did and I was like I think about events like South by Southwest uh, the, the BET Awards I think they did a good job Yep. Uh, but even individual artists uh, like Fat Tony had a show in the desert oh yeah. Yep. It was great. Like, I'm like, I
1: mean, if that that Tony's the exact artist that you would expect to do something really cool, (laughs) yeah, you know, if if he would, if he just did, you know, a regular stream show from a rehearsal space or something, I'd be like, did somebody make Fat Tony do this? Because (laughs) I would expect Fat Tony to do something way outside the box.
0: No, absolutely. Absolutely. So, what is it now that everybody and, Everybody is itching to go out. I mean, I that weekend they for I thought Houston was open, and we make jokes about Houston being open. That weekend they said we're open, and I went out. <laughs> I was like, yeah. "Oh, Doug, we were not like a lot. A lot of us stayed inside because yeah. I was I was going yeah. around doing jobs for like the press and stuff like that. So I was always like out at something. Once things opened up, all these people came out. So people are really itching. I am definitely looking forward to see what's going to happen at South by Southwest. What is it that you guys can reveal that is planned right now?
1: I mean, we don't have anything
0: that I could even reveal
1: right now like the the planning right now is more logistical because my main thing is how many venues are still going to be open, how many venues are going to have new ownership. How many completely new venues are going to open up? Like, I I don't know the answer to those questions yet. So that's my thing is, like, I know we're going to be able to put a show every night in every venue that we have, but how many is it going to be? Is it going to be more than we've ever had before? Is it going to be the same amount? Is it going to be 40% less? Like, we just don't know right now. So that basically is going to control everything that we do for 2022 is going to be the amount of venues that we have to work with.
0: And then I guess the other thing is how many um, artists, rappers, everybody have flooded your DMs and emails asking questions about what's going to, cause they were asking questions when it was just regular. Well, we were well, regular, I, your, your stuff was getting flooded out. How is it now, the response you're seeing?
1: Man, um, you yeah, know, people haven't gone too, too crazy on me yet. Just because I think it's, South By hasn't made any sort of announcement, that's whenever my inbox starts going nuts. Is Anytime South By says, like, you know, we've announced the date for 2022, but that's it. So we haven't had any, like, major, like, Nothing's on sale yet. Any, you know credential release hasn't happened, nothing like that. So that's when people are really gonna start blowing me up. Who's already reaching out though is the booking agencies, the record labels, the showcase presenters, that's who's hitting me up because they know you know we don't know how many venues we're working with, so we need to start you know we need to get started early this year. And every year, you know I, I'm like a broken record telling all my clients like, okay, we did everything at the last minute this year. Next year we're doing it early. And then, you know, sure enough, every year we're doing everything at the last minute. But this might be this might be the one where, you know, <laughs> if, if somebody shows up in January thinking that they're going to program a showcase and I'm like, "Man, we don't have any room for you. Like don't blame me." Yeah. To hit me up sooner.
0: Now, having a job that entails as much of the logistical work as managing what you do for South by Southwest. Uh, what makes you be like, you know what? I also want to manage artists. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and, and that's not even a knock because you're doing a great no, job know. with dough Man. But like, what yeah, makes you go, let me put this on my plate as well?
1: Yeah, it was, it was all dough, man. Um, You know, I was a fan of his for years before me and him started working together and uh, we ran into each other at, uh, at South by 2018 and um, his prior, his previous manager had moved to to LA. He's a uh, entertainment attorney now. So he had, you know, something, you know, so much stuff on his plate that, you know, he, he he went to LA. It's hard to be in LA and manage a rapper in Houston. So, you know, they kind of drifted apart a little there. So, you know, I, I was talking to him at the festival and, Now, he hadn't been moving around as much as as he had been for, you know, the years previous to that, but his music's always been amazing. So he hit me up a a couple weeks after the festival and was just like, y'all, have you ever thought about artist management before? And, you know, people have been hitting me for years about management and some really dope artists had hit me about it, but I just never was like, I can't give this enough, you know, I, I've never managed an artist before, so I'm going to be learning as I go, and I don't want to have to constantly be telling them, like, yo, you know, give me a break while I figure this out. I don't really know. You know, I, I know everything there is to know about live music, but artist management was just something completely new. But I told that to Doe. Basically, me and Doe Man took a risk on each other. Like,
0: hmm.
1: I took a, a, a big risk because managing an artist is a huge responsibility. Like he's put in, you know, his entire life's dream, You know, he's he's opened that up to to have me be a part of that and a major part of it, and that's a huge responsibility that I don't take lightly at all. And he did that for to me, knowing that I had never managed the artist before, but he believed in me the same way that I believed in him, as far as his, you know, not just his musical talent. He's an extremely solid person and. You know, y'all know what it is in the music industry. Like, it's not all just talent. Like, artist talent is just a small piece of what can make an artist, you know, blow up or what, however you want to say it. Like, yeah. get to the next level and then the next level and then the next level. He's got everything that it takes. And, you know, there's been times where I have had to tell him, like, yo, I don't know the answer to that. But luckily for me, I've worked with thousands and thousands of artist managers over the time that I've been at South by. So I have seen managers make awful awesome mistakes and I've seen managers do miracles. So I can reach out to those managers that I look up to and just be like, "Yo, yeah, what should I do in this situation? Or whenever you got hit with this question, how did you handle it? Or You know, what, what should we do with this type of record? I can, I'm blessed to be able to reach out to, not just managers, but, you know, people at labels, just, you know, people all across the, the industry. And, you know, I, I always try to do the same when people hit me for advice, you know, regardless if it's about management, live music, festivals, whatever, I always try to, you know, pay it forward because there's always somebody who's there doing the same thing for me.
0: Now, the other thing too about that is, since you're, uh, you're new to the managing uh, sphere, and you're working with Doe Man, how do you guys gauge the success of what you're doing? Uh, when you're looking at it as like, hey, we wanna you know, get this amount of albums out, or we wanna get this many streams, or we wanna, like, how do you guys gauge, okay, I think this is working?
1: Man, it's, it's a, a constant work in progress, honestly. Like, I think probably both of us, but I know me for sure, I thought, when I first started working with Doe, I was like, this dude is so dope. He's really in a lane of his own. Uh, there's never been a real Mexican-American hip-hop superstar before, which is just completely mind-blowing to me. But yeah. I was like, yeah, with this guy's talent, with this guy's image, his personality, everything about him is, is you know, ready to go. With my relationship, it's not going to take long. Like, you know, give me a year and this guy's going to be a." Like, superstar <laughs> and that was a reality check of like it, it's not it is definitely not that
0: easy. it doesn't yeah. matter
1: how how amazing like there, we've put out some songs before that we were just positive like this is going to be the one and you know, we don't ever feel like oh we shouldn't have to drop dropped that because there's no such thing as is too much content at this point the way that i've always told him about it is like it doesn't really matter what it, what it does today because we know where you're going to end up in the end. And then all this music that you're releasing now, that's like buying penny stocks in a company that becomes Amazon one day or you know, buying property uh, out in the country somewhere. And then all of a sudden, you know, somebody wants to come build a casino on it and they buy it back from you for a billion times more than what you paid for. Like, that's what I look at. A lot of the music that Domain's released since I started managing him and the stuff that he put out before I came on board is like, yeah, that's just a nice little, you know, catalog that you've got that when you really, really take off, that catalog is going to go crazy because it's all amazing music. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I don't ever look like, you know, we've made any real missteps, but there has been a couple times where we were like, damn, really thought that was going to be the one. But, uh, <laughs> you know it's is all a it's all a learning process and I'm super lucky that with him you know he has no shortage of like every every week when he's in the studio he's sending me three four songs every week and I'm like god damn this dude is just literally getting better and better and better every time he goes into the studio which Absolutely. is you know a couple times a week and so i have we have no shortage of of music, you know, and, and me and Doman's emails right now, we probably have four albums that we could release if we needed to, but we don't need to do that right now. We can be strategic about what we're doing. And You know, you have got an a album that we're gonna release this this summer that is gonna be very strategic.
0: No, that's good. And the other thing too about, uh, I, I, I wonder about, like you talked about uh, when you first started, starting a blog that was based on Texas artists, cause there was kind of an open lane and yep. you get you gather success from that. Uh, I mean, Doe Man is a Houston artist. I mean, we were interviewing him, he was talking about like, yo, this is where I'm from. I'm from Houston, Houston this, Houston, and it's not that he can't travel, but there is a lot to be said about, uh, we'll get some artists that are like, ah, you gotta leave. We get other, we're finding now as we interview more and more artists are like, mm, I ain't leaving, I'm good. So how is it? Uh, How do you feel about working in this industry for as long as you have, especially going back to the blog era and seeing like I had this open lane for Texas? And now at this point where you're at now, how do you feel Texas is in terms of the music industry Uh, for those artists that are just getting started out or trying to figure out what they want to do?
1: Man, I think especially Houston's having a, a crazy run right now. You know, I don't know if, if, you know, anything will ever compare to the, you know, 2004, 2005, still tipping, riding dirty, you know, Mike Jones, Paul Walsh, the slim thug, chameleon there. That run that they all had right there is is probably, you know, that's, that's going to be undefeated just because it felt like Houston was, the music was coming out of Houston was so good for so long that everyone was so happy to see mm-hmm. them blow up and still have, like, a Houston sound. And I feel like, you know, after that, with, with the, the internet becoming, you know, such a big force in music and especially, you know, DSPs controlling everything now, um, you know, the the local sound has kind of, you know, it, it, there's artists from, you know, you can't just listen to an artist from Houston and be like, oh, he's from Houston now you know, he's from Houston or she's from Houston or he's from Atlanta. He's from Oakland. Like you can't always tell that anymore, but you know, that, that initial huge Houston run, I don't know if it's going to top of that, but I mean, right now Houston is having a moment again. I mean, you oh, yeah. got some of the, the biggest artists in the world are from Houston and that should show any of these new up and coming artists that like, this shit is, is possible for any and all of y'all. Like, look how hard B-King was working for so long, and he's finally breaking through the, the Texas, Louisiana area. He's finally, like, he's out of here now. Like, yeah. crazy deal with with Columbia. Still making the same music that he was making. Like, he's, he's making, you know, Club God music, the same music that he's been putting out that Texas loves. He's now getting to do that for the world, so that should show any artist that like, man, you keep your head down and you keep working, and you don't gotta change shit up. Like Houston is Houston's is not a, yeah, uh, you know, it doesn't hold you back being from Houston or being from Texas in the in the industry at all. Like right now, that shit is a plus.
0: And you know the even the you know bringing up B King that also goes to your point about the bad catalog. I think one of the first oh,
1: absolutely
0: breaking TikTok videos and some kids are making video and you forget, you know what Beat King's done but watching his songs get played back to back like this was a hit in 2010,
1: 2011,
0: yep. 2012, 2013 and by the time you get through a minute, it's like, like he's had a hit every year every and year? you have people now that are just discovering it now and then you have <laughs> new fans that are just discovering it along with these old fans that are like yeah y'all should have been known about this.
1: Absolutely. I mean, that Club God 3 crashed the server on the 6.com. The only the only time my server ever crashed was at like 12:03 a.m. whenever cuz B King used to premiere everything on this all his stuff on the 6. and he gave me Club God 3 and it, it, it was getting so many hits that it crashed my server, and that was the only time that, and it wasn't no fake server crash like what Dat Piss and Meek Mill did with, a, with Dream Chasers 2 whenever. they were like, oh, oh Dream like... Chasers 2 crashed that <laughs> No, this was a real crash. I didn't unplug anything. Like, I had to get on the phone with HostGator at 12.03 uh, a.m. and be like, please get my shit back up. Like, like what, what is going on here? And then, I, you know, I'm having to tell Beat King like, bro, this is... This is crazy. This shit has never happened before.
0: Yeah. And it that never was,
1: happened again after that.
0: Yeah. And that was the third one. And it's like he's yep. still been going. So, yeah, that that back catalog is extreme. And the other thing, too, I would say about a lot of Houston artists like B King or Dome Man is they have a lot of work. Like, I mean, a lot of content that's available. So, usually when they get with somebody like a manager at A&R, it's just like, yeah, you can release like, the 12 albums that I have that are already completely mixed and mastered and ready to go.
1: Yeah, Dome oh. go Man's got records that came out before I was working with him that I'm like, yeah, we could do a, a you know 2021 updated version of Andalay and that would be <clears> a huge record. Like yeah. he had, He's got records that I'm like, we could go back and, and re-release the Gold-Blooded album, and mm-hmm. his voice doesn't really sound that much different than it does today, even though he was a lot younger. Um, the music was still super polished and you know that's something that people tell me all the time with him like people that have never heard him before and don't know how long he's been putting it down they're like yo i mean he sounds completely polished ready to go like you could walk him in to any label like yeah i know
0: <laughs> 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 i know yeah that's how we felt when we first heard him of just getting in touch with him and you know, um, doing research on his music, you hear a lot of people and you can hear them grow and whatnot. Him, you do hear him grow, but he came in at such a high level and just hearing him uh, talk about how his admiration for like, you know, big pun and stuff like that. I'm a huge big pun fan. So I loved everything that he was doing, especially, um, you know, OBE, but you know, I'm, I'm, yeah, that's it. I just want to say that. I'm sorry. He's a great live performer. Like I said, we're oh, all Finland. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it, it, live performance definitely stand out when they're against people that aren't as necessarily good at live performing. Like there are some people that mm-hmm. are like Yo, I played my tape and I got up. Uh I think I was with like mm-hmm. Rob Gallette at a South by Southwest. It was Meg the Stallion came and did a show before she was like Meg the Stallion. Yep, and like yep, the yep. club packed out, she performed and walked out and walked out, brought the whole club with her out on the street, and we were just sitting there like, "Doug, who is that girl?" And it was yep, that was automatic. Uh,
1: yep, that was at uh, Karma Lounge. I know exactly yeah, what show you're yes. talking about. <laughs> yes,
0: we, we were literally like sitting there with like our mouth open, like what? They're like, Doug, who is is the... Because I think we were waiting for somebody else like Trey. It might have even been B-King. We were waiting for somebody else
1: Yeah, B-King was on that show. OG Ron C actually put that show together.
0: Yes. And so we were like, oh, okay, we're going to go up there. I said, I want to see B-King because that was when B-King shows were also very super wild. So I was like, I got to see this in person. Like, just so I could see what's going to happen. So we're waiting, and they're like, B-King didn't show, but they're like, hey this they're like they got this girl coming up and we're like all right cool and she walked on stage and just started rapping and people started coming in off the street and we were like dog who is this she did her maybe four or five songs and walked off the stage and everybody followed her so yeah yep yeah dome man did a great show and it's just about the live that live performance given that you've handled so many live acts uh, at South by Southwest. Was that something that stood out to you when you were, were you seeing him and when you are deciding to manage him?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, live. obviously, you know, live music is a huge part of my life. So if he was a bad live performer, like, I don't even think it would have been uh, much of a conversation for me to have because he just wouldn't have been a, the complete artist that he is that let me know, like, I can commit you know this much of my life to managing this guy and I know that the end result is going to be he's going to be happier and in a better place in his career every year from here on out like that was my main goal was like we just got to keep going up year after year after year and you know this is the third year that we've been working together and every year is gone up from the year before even with you know the pandemic. Starting was like, man, it really, that first couple months was so bad because we had so much stuff planned for 2020. Like,
0: yeah.
1: so much stuff planned, festivals that he was booked on, like all kinds of stuff, man. Mm-hmm. And then for all that shit to go away, it took a couple months of like, the well, fuck, like, what do we have? Like, we're talking to each other every day, and it's just like, yo, what are, what are we gonna do? Like, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Nobody knows. And then, bam. I don't even remember if there was, like, one single thing that happened, but it was just, like, one day he hit me and was just like, fuck this. I'm back on it. Let's go. And from that moment forward, like, we finished the, you know, 2020 up way more than we were in 2019. So, it was like, well, shit. You know, all that was was, you know, a couple months of a little setback and no concerts. But since then, you know, shit's just been – Going crazy, and that's the, the whole goal of to just keep him in a better position year after year.
0: And you see, like a lot of artists now are starting to build. I mean, I saw the uh Dome Man with the the what was it, Jack Daniels? Yes yeah, yep. he was doing stuff yeah. with him. Yeah, yeah, that was immediate. How did that come about?
1: Man, that was um through this uh, uh website called Ramezcla, like a Huge uh Latin music website and a you know, lifestyle brand, and they had reset to, to Doe, you know, they've supported him for a long time and, uh, you know, posting his music and they've done some interviews with him at South Vibe before I was even working with him. And they reached out to him and was like, hey, we're going to do this, um, you know, a, a contest for a collab with, like, a massive reggaeton artist. And, you know, me and Doe, we're both hip-hop guys through and through 100%. And so, you know, if it wasn't, you know, Bad Bunny or J Balvin, I'm not really, you know, super plugged in on on what's going on in in the reggaeton world, and uh, they're like, "Yo, to do a song with this this guy, Dela Ghetto." I was like, "All right, cool." I'm gonna look into him. Boom! Soon as I started looking, I'm like, "Yo, this guy is a legend." Yeah. So They and then they told though, well, you know, you got to get. It's a fan voting contest, and I was like, "Oh, well, y'all might as well just cancel that shit. He's gonna <laughs> win." Like, no disrespect. <laughs> At all to the other artists that are in it, but it's not going to be close, and it wasn't. And you know, there was, a, <laughs> there was a, just a situation where you know he's got he doesn't his fans are supporters. Like I don't even like to even just call his fans fans because they're they're family for him. Like he's his his hardcore fans are they've been writing for him since he first came out, and he speaks for them, and he's He's just such a, a representative for them. You know, when they said it was a it was a fan vote situation to do this record with Bella and this grand partnership with Jack Daniels, I was just like, Shit, y'all might as well not even waste the time. He's gonna win this shit. Like I I never had a split second of a doubt. And that's how it happened. And you know, the the record came out it was an amazing opportunity Deguetto and his team were amazing to work with. They came to Houston and you know shot the video in the southeast you know he got a multi-millionaire reggaeton legend posted up in the southeast in, in Doman's neighborhood and you know nobody questioned anything. He was just like, yo, this is your home I'm gonna come through Deguetto popped out went straight to Doman's dad, shook his hand, introduced himself I was like, yeah this dude is a real solid guy solid. That experience was, was awesome. And, you know, we've had a couple of other brand partnerships too. We did one with a, a HP and Genius where Domain and Mulatto worked together on something. And yeah. that was awesome. You know, so shout awesome. out to the homie Rob Martin he put that play together. Um, you know, it was just, we we've been really, you know, really blessed with some, with some cool brand partnership opportunities and just getting started on that. There's a, A lot of stuff that I can't, you know, I can't say right now, but, you know, y'all see pretty soon.
0: Yeah, and that's what I was saying. I was seeing, like, we saw the mulatto thing. It's like, okay, we're starting to see a lot of the alignments of the different. And I love seeing a lot of these artists get shine, especially from other places, where you're saying, like, De La Ghetto, Mulatto, I just saw uh bloodbath just had a video that was out and it's like it's great yeah with
1: lvrn it's awesome seeing uh bloodbath with all the yeah. lvrn artists yeah amazing.
0: Yes, like amazing. yo it's like oh yeah y'all like what we like <laughs> like y'all, y'all been <laughs> right out. so yeah i yeah,
1: should have been yeah y'all should have been up on this already but, hey better late than never
0: now the other thing too is as uh because we were talking about live shows and uh you know, Dome Man having that great live show, and you're like, I wouldn't even assign them if it was a bad live show. You deal with live music, you know the do's and the don'ts, the the yep. ups and the downs and the tips. What are some tips you can give artists? Because at my brother and I go to South by Southwest all the time. You will see artists getting out there the first time and making mistakes. You'll see you'll see established artists getting out there and making mistakes too. So what absolutely. are some of the things that you uh would suggest that artists should do to make sure they're putting their best foot forward on a live show?
1: I mean, absolutely number one rule and this is not just in live live music but in anything music related, be easy to work with, be on time, be cool to the stage managers, be cool to the DJ, like don't come in there with a big ego doesn't matter who you are but in, as far as like technical aspects of the show you know i don't like hearing somebody go up there with just a regular version of the song playing and rapping over their vocals you know i know it is what it is at this point you know you see the from the biggest headliners on down do that shit sometimes and you know that to me that sucks but you know it is what it is but I would say, you know, at least get show versions made of your songs with, you know, the lyrics turned down, your ad-libs turned up. Uh, you know, when you do make mistakes, just learn from it. Like, don't make the same mistake over and over again because every artist is going to make mistakes, but, you know, if you, if you fell off the front of the stage last time you performed, don't step so close to the front of the stage. Next time. Like, yeah. Just make sure you learn from it. But, man, as long as as long as you go in there and have fun, like don't be on stage being you know too cool to have fun, get the crowd involved, but don't be that guy who's on stage, like berating the crowd for not putting their hands up. Or, you know, <laughs> that's the that's the absolute worst to be in the audience of the show. And the artist is like, oh, y'all ain't on shit. You know, everybody in this crowd is too cool. And people do that in Houston a lot because Houston's such a cool laid back city. It's like, oh, y'all too cool to, to put your hands up. Or, y'all too cool to have fun. It's like, you're, you're doing too much right now like get up there do your thing and man don't overstay your welcome either like leave leave the crowd wanting more not don't ever leave the crowd being like damn i'm glad that shit was over i tell because artists a lot of times will be like oh damn my set's only gonna be 10 minutes or my set's only gonna be 15 minutes like yo you should be happy that your set's only 10 or 15 minutes because nobody knows any of your songs like, even, you know, the the first time any of these, you know, the first time Kendrick played at South by Southwest, he wasn't doing a 45-minute set. Like, you got to pay your dues out here. And you need to leave that crowd wanting to look you up on Spotify or Apple Music or follow you on social media. You don't need them to be like, yo, I can't believe that guy felt like he was up there for an hour. Yeah. None of those damn songs. Like, you don't want to be that artist. So just, it's- you know, be... Be cool and and have fun, and the crowd will will feel that you're having fun, and, and in turn that will make them have fun.
0: And it says a lot when a new artist like does a quick like tight set and hops off yeah, at man. the climax. Yeah. Doman did it, Megan did it. We were just at yep. the Texas Smoke Break. I I think uh, Big Jade did it really well. Oh like, yeah, she was, hey, she was on stage. Yeah, Big Jade
1: that's Beaumont, Texas right there. Yeah.
0: And people were like, where is she from? Who is that? She from where? And I was like, yeah, but she did her, I'm like, three, four songs, it's like, that's all you needed. Like, that was it.
1: That's it. That's all you need.
0: what more, uh, well, what are you, are you planning on signing any more artists? I've been approached a lot since things started taking off
1: with Doe, and every time I just tell them like, yo, let's just stay in touch, but, until I feel like I've like done what I can do with Doe. I don't wanna I don't wanna work with any other artist until me and me and him are both satisfied that like, okay, we've we've made it to where we said we were gonna make it to. Like, okay. me me and Doe definitely have, you know, bigger plans of, of doing things together after he gets done with music, but, you know, he's a lot younger than I am, so he's got a lot of time left, in. Mm. I'm not going to be satisfied until, you know, he's out there doing, you know, amphitheater, stadium, arena tours. Like, I'll be cool then, but until then, there's a lot of work to do, and I just you know, I don't feel like I would be able to give another artist, you know, enough attention that, you know, that they would deserve out of a manager.
0: Absolutely, absolutely,
1: Because Domey is going to be the number one priority.
0: And then, I mean, the, probably the most important question, hardest-hitting question, this might be a little bit difficult, uh, who is currently the best team in baseball? <laughs> <laughs>
1: the Houston Astros.
0: Yeah. I like that you got so the Astros and, and, and it's black. I, I'm I'm really enjoying the Astros embracing the villainy. Like, at first,
1: Absolutely. the
0: apologetic at first, I was like, all right, look, everybody apologize. Like, we're good. And then when people were still mad, it's like, you know what? I don't care anymore. We're just yeah, going to win. And I, yeah, I the, love
1: the it. way Carlos Correa has handled it has been amazing. And they asked oh, yeah. to run that man his extension and get him signed for the future. Too. Absolutely. He, he's really stepped up as a leader. And, you know, I love how they've, they've gone about just saying, you know, oh, y'all think we, we can't hit without a tra- without trash cans or whatever? Well, who's yeah. got the number one uh, top batting average in, in Major League <laughs> Baseball right Ooh, now? Yeah. The Astros. Dude. Yeah, so. exactly. Uh-huh. Maybe y'all's pitchers should stop getting smacked around.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love this season because every time a game's about to start, it's like, oh, what are they going to do now without cheating? They can't cheat now. And it's like, yeah, they're going to win. <laughs> it's like they yeah. won. So, and, I don't know what you're talking they, about. They
1: weren't cheating. They weren't cheating in 2019 when they made the World Series. Yeah. They weren't cheating last season whenever yeah. they were one game away from the World Series. So, they're just going to have to be sick when I see them in the World Series this year.
0: Yeah. Now, I and know I you're not – I against t- the Dodgers. <laughs> I, I hope so, too. I know yeah. – I know you're not uh, taking on any more clients right now, and I know that your inbox is going to flood out when it comes time to South by Southwest when they make announcements, but go ahead and let the people know where they can find you. <laughs> 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 so, you know, like how they can get in contact with you or just see what you're doing.
1: I mean, man, I, I, t- I take all emails to my South by email. I, you know, it's, it's out there, it's public, it's com. Any artist wants to hit me up, ask questions, you know, it's it's not going to be like, oh, hey, I'm, you know, I'm this artist. Can I play South by? Like, no, it's not, it's not that easy. But if you hit me up, I'll let you know what you need to do to increase your chances year after year. And, you know, shit, whenever it's time, it's time. Uh, Now beat out Hobbs on Twitter. You know, I'm always, you know, I'm on there talking about the Astros or talking shit about music stuff or Mm -hmm. pumping up dough man music. You know, that's, that's it.
0: And I like that. Follow, follow him on Twitter because he has unapologetic music opinions, and I always like that. It's not it's not fake. Like it, I don't even I don't no care problem. who it is. It'll be like that. Nah, I don't like that person. I'll be yeah. like, yep. yeah, I like that. Yeah, <laughs> He's exactly. honest and he stands behind it. That's yeah. my it. Yeah. Absolutely, one hundred percent. No, no, absolutely, man. Look, we appreciate you coming out.
1: Nah, I appreciate y'all having me, man. It's fun. Yeah, and, you know, like I said, I I watch y'all's podcast as it is, so I'm I'm you know very. I feel you know super happy that
0: y'all even wanted me on here so really thank you hey thank you that means a lot it does it does because i was like i said somebody's listening to this <laughs> yeah absolutely
1: <laughs> and i mean but but you know y'all are doing y'all are doing the same thing that i did whenever i started the you know it was i was the, the first place that was posting a lot of these houston artist music and y'all are the first podcast that has had a lot of these guys on there and it's all artists that I listen to and I'm like yo this is, this is fire like I like I you know I can't listen to music 24 7 I want to hear them talk about something else too yeah yeah, yeah.
0: no absolutely, absolutely. wow so from a real manager the 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 the, the program ma- managing of 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 south by southwest right okay he listens to our podcast. So that's, <laughs> all right, that's all I really needed. I could go to sleep today feeling accomplished. I really want to thank you, B. Hobbs, Brian Hobbs. Nah, thank you. Check out his Twitter. Um, For real. Instagram, it's not cool. Uh, Twitter, that's where it's really at. Instagram's for idiots. Like, I'm going to make that hashtag. Instagram is for nah, idiots.
1: 100%. You can only...
0: See dog like, that's it. I a picture book, duh. Like, read, nigga. Yeah, read. <laughs> people don't have nothing to say. Yeah, <laughs> it exactly. is what it is. Once exactly. again, man, I've been Avery Zadius. That's been my brother, Just You can find us at my humble on all social media, In My Humble Opinion. We've been with B. Hobbs today. He's been talking about South by Southwest, Dome and Dinah. You know, if you didn't get a chance to catch it, I don't know why you're here. You need to rewind and go back because it's a podcast, it's not the radio. In My Humble Opinion, humbly yours. H-Town's too sweet, H-Town's too sweet. He did it with me.